check one, two. Coming at you live from a North Carolina mountain town. If you're a regular listener, you know what that music means. It means you're about to be entertained, about to have a nice time. About to maybe learn and discuss some stuff. Discuss, aka me sitting alone in my closet, you sitting alone wherever you're at. The breakdown of our show is this month in history, followed by birthdays, then deaths and bad news section, ugh. Then on to specials. Just the little things out of the ordinary. There are no specials this month, but they are planned and coming, and boy, are they exciting and interesting. Then wrapping up the show with what we're watching and doing, then announcements and shout-outs. Y'all know the drill. I run a tight ship around here. It's structured, people. Okay, the name of the game this month is Short and Sweet. Why? I don't know. I don't have anything else better planned. It's just, uh, yeah. Okay. I feel a little like, ugh. Let me just, mm, sit here for a minute. Um. Okay. Okay, focused. Current events, news. Get in that zone, Cheryl. Ugh, get your head in the game. Okay, let's jump right in. This month in history. This is March of 2020, the year of seeing clearly. March 5th was my first year anniversary in my North Carolina mountain town. And in March is just another lame, meaningless, offensive holiday. March 8th is International Women's Day. Two years ago, before I came to my mountain town, y'all know I was living in L.A., uh, I was uh, in L.A. in my bedroom minding my own business, and I had a MTV Classic on in the background. And I noticed all uh, music videos. It was like whole Bikini Kill, uh, Mazzy Star, you know, L7, you know, all the female greatest hits from the 90s. All these videos were coming on. And I was like, oh my God, finally someone got their head out of their ass. And then it was saying, in celebration of International Women's Day, we're playing these music videos. And like, I freaked. I, I like, and I like never, like, I'm never like yelling at people on the internet or whatever. And I went on Twitter, and I was like, I cannot believe these videos aren't in regular rotation. You guys are so stupid, and get your head out of your asses, and unbelievable, and I cannot believe you're just playing these videos for International Women's Day. I've never even seen some of these videos, and blah, 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 and they killed the whole programming. Like, it was like 10 minutes later, and I called my girlfriend at the time. I was like, oh my god. I was like, fuck MTV Classic, like... They were playing all these killer videos just for fucking International Women's Day and blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, I was so mad. And, yeah, and they fucking killed the programming. 
And I was like, fine, fuck you. And then they played Tone Loke video on like a loop. So there you go. But yeah, damn. I'm feeling aggro this month. March 5th, 2004, y'all. Y'all are going to like this soundbite. Martha Stewart is convicted of the felony of obstructing justice. Remember that she was like insider trading, this and that? Okay, here we go. This is Martha doing a quick thing, talking about her time in prison. And did you get a chance to do things you enjoyed while you were there? No. Oh, yes, I did, actually. There was a ceramics class at this place called Alderson. And, um, and you're allowed to make three things in a year, I think. it was. So, um, and I found an entire creche. If you know what a creche is, um, it's the entire um, scene, uh, scene, the nativity scene. So it had many figures, I think something like 15 figures, and you're only allowed to make three, but I persuaded them that the whole nativity was one. And, uh, and they fell for it. And uh, you couldn't just make three camels, you had to have every, you had to have baby <laughs> So they let me make, so I was busy into, way into the night, most nights, making this amazing um, nativity scene. Everyone wants this nativity scene. And do you bring it out every Christmas? Oh, every Christmas. And people always say, where did that come from? It's and you so, say, I made it in prison, actually. Incredible. It has my numbers on it still. Martha Stewart bragging about her nativity scene. I love that clip. It's, I love Martha. She's hot to me. <laughs> I don't care how old she is. But the clip is very entitled and very celebrity and very, you know, it's just filled with a lot of things. Moving on. March 12th, 2003. Elizabeth Smart found alive. Y'all remember her. Here's a little refresher. On June 5th, 2002, Smart was 14 years old when she was abducted at knife point from her bedroom in her family's house in Salt Lake City, Utah. Smart was raped daily, tied up, and threatened with death if she attempted to escape. She was rescued by police officers nine months later, ew, March 12, 2003, on a public street in Sandy, Utah, 18 miles from her home. On March 12, 2003, Brian David Mitchell was spotted with a woman and a girl in Sandy, Utah, by a couple who had seen photos of Mitchell on the news. The woman was Wanda Barzi, and the girl was Elizabeth Smart. Disguised in a gray wig, sunglasses, and veil. Okay, first of all, if you're trying to make someone look inconspicuous, you don't put them in a gray wig, sunglasses, and veil. Smart was recognized by the officers during questioning, and Mitchell and Barzi were arrested. Man, I'd be sitting in the cop car going, you dumbass, gray wig and sunglasses. I told you this was going to happen. Okay, moving on. Oh, yes. Okay, here we go. You all know that. March 15th, 1998. The movie Titanic surpassed Star Wars to become the hugest grossing film in North American box offices. Yes, I thought this story was pretty interesting. I'd never heard it about Titanic. On one of the last days of shooting Titanic, someone reportedly spiked the cast and crew's chowder with PCP, a.k.a. angel dust, uh, a drug known for its mind-altering effects. Angel dust. Every time I hear angel dust, do you guys... I'm, I'm a zenial, 41. Y'all are pretty much too. Do you guys remember that after-school special with Helen Hunt when she did the angel dust? And, like, she ended up, like, jumping out of the school window? Let me see. 
every time I hear Angel Dust, I think of that. And actually, I've, I think Angel Dust is like one of the only drugs I've never done. And I think it was because of the Helen Hunt after school special. Oh, my God. Yes, Desperate Lives. While Helen Hunt uses Angel Dust in this movie, it is not the one where she jumps from the window. Okay, she. <laughs> some other people are into this. She jumps from the window after snorting Angel Dust in another after-school special titled Desperate Lives. Okay, that's what that's just said. Ah, I hate the internet. That being said, this film still rules. Okay, so yeah, other nerds out there like it too. I just want to see that scene. It's like I, I have it in my brain. Here we go. Oh my God, she just snorted it. Ew, God, Steve. Yeah. Oh, she totally... Oh, that's kind of interesting. Oh my God. Okay, wow. Yeah. Helen Hunt. Yeah. She jumped out the window and then started... Cutting her arms with the broken glass. Well, I gotta tell you, that did its job. I have never, will never touch angel dust, even in the darkest of my times. Hell no. Okay. Back to Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio, my baby, who I have the most awesome secret on. Another one. This one's just so beyond. See, people feed me Leo information from Hollywood. And you cannot make this stuff stuff up. I know two Leo secrets. One I made a show of. The other one is in my head. Oh. Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet were not on set at the time. So we all just calm down. But Bill Paxton and David Cameron were. The cast and crew had just broken for a meal break. They were served catered food. Y'all know that. Probably a tent, whatever. One of the food they were served was a chowder. Soon afterward, those who had eaten the chowder began feeling funny. Quote, This is what Cameron said. I get back to the set and nobody's there, he told Vanity Fair in 2009. I'm standing at the monitors near the cameras and the room is empty. It was like the Twilight Zone. Bill Paxton, rest in peace, said that he experienced the anxiety that is common with the drug. That's where Helen Hunt was. Oh, man, I bet they were referencing that on set, I'm sure. All right, Paxton said, One minute I felt okay. The next minute I felt so GD anxious I wanted to breathe in a paper bag. Bill. Cameron was feeling the same way, he said. The set was chaos with staffers high out of their minds. They were then shuttled to a nearby hospital. People were moaning and crying, wailing, collapsing on tables and gurneys. Eventually, we all got in the cubicles and this and that and some other crap. Wow. So there you go. little insider Titanic info. Man, I would love to see Kate Winslet on PCP. Okay, March 26, 1997. Heaven's Gate cult suicides in California. Here we go. Here's a little refresher course. Heaven's Gate, the one with the Nikes. They're a UFO religious cult base near San Diego, California. It was founded in 1974 and led by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Doe and T, I believe their names were. On March 26, 1997, ugh. 
Members of the San Diego County Sheriff's Department discovered the bodies of 39 members in a group in a house in San Diego's suburb of Rancho Santa Fe. They had participated in mass suicide, a coordinated series of ritual suicides, in order to reach what they believed was an extraterrestrial spacecraft following the Comet Hale-Bopp. Do you guys remember that funny news video with the guy that says extraterrestrial? I was going to be him for Halloween a couple years ago. And actually, the internet went looking for this guy, and nobody could find him. I think he, like, lived with his mom or something. The WGN ever reconnect with the UFO guy Juan Carlos interviewed at O'Hare. Well, we tried to find this guy, and uh, we even left messages with his mother and grandmother somewhere in Texas, but we could never find him. Take a look at Juan Carlos's <laughs> conversation with the UFO guy. What do you think? Do you believe in UFOs? Oh, oh yeah, yes, sir. Definitely. They're out there, man. I've seen them. I've been out there in Aurora, Texas. They got them little graves and stuff. So you believe it then? Oh, definitely, definitely. Do you think there's like little green men out there? No little green men, sir. No? Well, no. what do you think there is out there? Who knows, dude? They could be made of water. I don't even know. Water? Water, man. You heard the man. Water. They could be made of anything. Extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial, you mean? That, that Extraterrestrial. Ex extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. There you go. Extraterrestrial. Actually, if you're interested in aliens, you guys remember when all that, um, I never ever talk about politics at all, and I'm not about to. Something kind of interesting for you UFO people. Remember when all the Hillary Clinton email stuff came out? There, You can go on WikiLeaks and you can read every single email that was leaked. And you can search for specific words. So check out the leak Hillary Clinton emails, zero point energy. Pretty interesting stuff. Okay, still with Heaven's Gate. Just before the mass suicide, the group's website was updated with the message, Hailbot brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Our 22 years of classroom here on planet Earth is finally coming to conclusion. Graduation from human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world to go with T's crew. Here's Marshall Applewhite. I'll tell you who I am. As to whether or not you believe who I am or not is up to you. I'm from kingdom level above human. What does that yield? That yields immediately that the vast majority say, Cult, I'll tell you about a kingdom level beyond here. And if you want to go there, then you have to follow me because I'm the guy who's got the key at the moment. And it requires that you, if you move into that evolutionary kingdom, that you leave behind everything of human ways, human behavior, human ignorance, human misinformation. We'll title this tape, Planet Earth About to be Recycled. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. Planet Earth about to be recycled. Your only chance to survive or evacuate is to leave with us. The suicides took place over the course of three days. 39 dead members of the cult were found on Wednesday, March 26, 1997. The members killed themselves starting Sunday using a combination of phenobarbital, alcohol, hydrocodone. It sounds like uh, high school probably consumed with applesauce or pudding. Then the members put plastic bags over their heads, suffocated to death, after which they were covered in shrouds. Okay, moving on out of this Heaven's Gate Nike thing. 
Movies released in March include The Godfather, 1972. Oh yeah, this is pretty interesting. I call BS on something, and I need proof. Maybe y'all out there have answers. I was reading about The Godfather, and it said Pacino was the ultimate method actor. Okay, method acting. A technique of acting in which the actor aspires to complete emotional identification with his part, based on the system evolved by Stanislavski and brought into prominence in the U.S. in the 1930s. Interesting. Okay, so here's where I need y'all. It says that Pacino was the ultimate method actor, and it said, if you guys have seen The Godfather, his character Michael gets punched in the jaw. And supposedly, Pacino actually had his jaw wired shut for the scene. Did he really have his jaw wired shut? I don't know. Is it just a Hollywood rumor that's kind of romantic and cool? I don't know. So, if anybody out there has answers, I'm curious. Pacino was paid just $35,000 for his role in the 1972 film. All right, keep it going, keep it going. Okay, another film released in March. Fargo, 1996. Another horrible year. Starring Oscar winner Frances McDormand. Y'all remember that, right? She won the Oscar in 2018, did the inclusion writer speech. Man, I was so happy she won. I was just like, ah! It was, oh man, it was great. And her speech and just her and so cool and interesting and I don't know. Okay, on that Fargo tip, originally William H. Macy was being considered for a much smaller role, but the Coens had him back and read for the part of Jerry Lundegaard. Macy was so convinced he was the right man for the job that he pleaded with the Coens, even threatening to shoot their dogs if he, they didn't cast him. Jokingly, of course... Uh, I won't put anything past anyone in Hollywood. Another movie out in March, The Big Lebowski. Never finished it. Still have never finished The Big Lebowski. Bridges provided most of his own clothes for that movie, including the jelly sandals. Oh yeah, this is just, oh. (laughs) It's interesting slash horrifying. March 1963... Hitchcock's movie, The Birds, starring Tippi Hedren. She's the grandmother of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Never seen it, but uh, what's her name? Dakota Johnson, mother of Melanie Griffith. So here we go about The Birds. During the week-long shoot, huh, week-long shoot, damn. The trained birds. Can you even train birds? I mean, damn. The trained birds were actually attached to Hedren's coat with nylon thread so they couldn't get away. Birds were also hurled at her by prop men and one eventually gouged her cheek. Okay, (laughs) sorry, I'm just, I always read this stuff for the first time with y'all. Oh God. Okay, let's just move on. Oh yeah, Hitchcock decided on no musical score for the movie The Birds to make it more intense and to build suspense. I mean, I did love the movie. I'll probably just rewatch it and be like, oh my god, where are the scenes where the birds are tied to Tippi Hedren's freaking coat? <laughs> I would love to hear Hitchcock explaining that to Tippi. All right, so you're going to put this coat on, okay? And there's nylon string attached. and Just, you know, I'm paying you, and you want to be in this movie, and, you know, just do it. And she goes, okay. <laughs> okay, March 1987, Raising Arizona. And March 1983, The Outsiders. 
Coppola wanted Matt Dillon to spend the night in jail. Oh, method acting, right? Coppola was like, come on, just one night. And Matt Dillon refused. I think he did a great job. Matt Dillon, of course, his first movie was Over the Edge, where he was found skipping school in junior high school. The Hollywood people were freakishly combing the grounds of junior high schools, looking for actors. Okay, moving on to the birthdays section. If you're a regular listener, you know that I wrote very own birthday theme song for the show. So let's give it a listen. Something like that birthday theme song is what basically plays through my head all day. Okay. Birthdays. This one is big. This one is near and dear to my heart. March 2nd, 1950, Karen Carpenter. Of course, y'all know the singer of the brother-sister duo, The Carpenters. Y'all know the number one uh, song played at weddings, at least in like the 90s, was We've Only Just Begun. She passed at 32 years old. Her mom found her on the floor of the kitchen, if I remember correctly. She was living, she moved back in with her parents. She was just emotionally not doing well, not eating, of course. Y'all know that. And moved back in with her parents, which I drove by that house. And we have pictures in front of it. And that house is actually the album cover of Now and Then, album by The Carpenters. And the house still looks pretty much the same. I have my picture in front of it. But uh, I read her entire autopsy, which is online. The main thing I remember from the autopsy was that she had on a red jogging suit at the time of her death and leaves in her stomach. Here's a little uh, interesting and lovely clip. I mean, reviews still bother us, but you just learn to walk away from Because they never criticize what, what really needs criticism. Yeah, like we criticize mm-hmm. ourselves. We usually tape our show every night and, yeah. and try to improve it ourselves. But the critics that don't like us are... The, the, never knock... Never knock not, how never we knew, sing. No, they only don't like yeah. what we stand for, you know? They knock the suit not, he's got on, or the or, way my, my bangs are too short, or they didn't like the color of my boots. I mean, but they've never stopped to say, well, well the intonation was a little bit out, or the pacing wasn't right. Never. It's just, it's well, fan, uh, why is you know? she sitting behind the thing? And, you know, it's just things that don't make any sense and have no validity to them. We've been put down for sounding like the record in person. In L.A., I saw um, some jazz band or something at the Carpenter Center. I don't remember what it was exactly. I just wanted to go there and see some type of performance. And Karen Carpenter's drum set is there, and it's encased in glass. And, man, a bunch of Carpenter's memorabilia. It was a really cool night. Okay, March 2nd, on with birthdays, 1981. Actress Bryce Dallas Howard. She's 39 years old. Her dad's Ron Howard, you know, Opie from Andy Griffith Show, and he's a director of Apollo 13 and so on. Okay, fun fact. For like 10 years, 
I thought that Bryce Dallas Howard and Jessica Chastain were the same person. For those of you who's still confused, I'm still mildly confused. In the Black Mirror episode Nosedive with the redhead, the main actress is Bryce Dallas Howard. That's Ron Howard's kid. The actress who plays Murph in Interstellar is Jessica Chastain. I still like they look like they they look like the same person to me. I I don't know. One of them is in the new Jurassic Parks and I honestly couldn't tell you. I think one of them is in the Jurassic Parks. Okay, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Yes, hottie alert. March 6th, 1945. A man I could love. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner is an American actor, comedian, and filmmaker. He's an actor. He first came to national prominence with his role, All in the Family, member Meathead. Oh, he won an Emmy for it. As a director, Reiner was recognized by the direct by the Directors Guild of America with nominations for the coming of age drama Stand by Me. The romantic comedy When Harry Met Sally. Ugh. Gross. And the military courtroom drama A Few Good Men. Yes. He also directed the psychological horror thriller Misery. And the romantic comedy fantasy adventure The Princess Bride. Yes. And the heavy metal mockumentary Spinal Tap. I love Rob Reiner. He's just so cute. Okay. March 10th, 1958, Sharon Stone, actress in Basic Instinct and Casino. She'll be six, 61 years old. Okay, moving on quick. Let's just do this. March 13th, 1911. L. Ron Hubbard, science fiction writer, founder of Scientology. Quick story about Scientology. In L.A., uh, one of my roommates, she used to be on the radio. And uh, one of the funniest people I've ever met. And her and I were at the uh, street fair in Hollywood. They had... uh, a lot of Hollywood Boulevard blocked off, and it was right where the, uh, yes, it's at 6724 Hollywood Boulevard. And there was like a farmer's market going on, something like that. And um, the Scientology Center was having an open house of sorts. And you could, you know, go in and, you know, check it out. And they were all on the lawn and welcoming everybody. And Lara was like, let's go in. And I was like, hell no. Like, I'm not going in there. And she goes, come on. Like, this is, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I was like, you're right. Like, let's go. <laughs> and, like, the guy who, like, ushered us in, he was, like, the poor man Tom Cruise. They, like, got, like, the hottest Tom Cruise-looking Scientologist probably in the world and shipped him in and they were like okay you welcome people because we were like oh my god this guy looks just like tom cruise except like not but anyways i will make a long story very short so we do all this stress test shit and laura's going oh my god i can't believe it and everybody's going what's happening she's like a comedian i mean she is a comedian and uh yeah they hooked her up to this thing and she was <laughs> acting all crazy 
And uh, so anyways, we go into this, watch, watch this video, basically just this propaganda brainwashing thing that's just really lame. And you could just see right through it. So like 10 minutes into the video, Lara goes, okay, let's go. I'm like, yes, let's get the fuck up out of here. And so we start to walk through the door and the Tom Cruise looking guy and this girl block the door and go, the video isn't over yet. And Lara goes, we've had enough. I'm like, yeah, dude, like we're getting the fuck up out of here. And they're like, well, the video isn't over yet. And Lara goes, we've had enough (laughs) and yells at them. And they open the door and we run out. And as we get to the road, these girls come running behind us and go, oh my God, you guys, we were in there too. Thank you so much for getting out of there. We were so afraid. (laughs) So yeah, it was definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity. It was very bizarre. Okay, moving on with birthdays. March 18th, 1970, ringing in at 49 years old. Y'all know her and love her. She ran away with her personal trainer, Queen Latifah. Oh yeah. March 23rd, 1904, Joan Crawford, Oscar-winning actress. Y'all remember the movie Mommy Dearest? That's supposedly about her adopted daughter, Christina's growing up. Here's an interesting clip. It's Faye Dunaway discussing her role as Joan Crawford in the movie Mommy Dearest. There's a lot of interesting kind of microaggressions and... It's very baby boomerish. I, I that's all I'll say. Just l- take a listen to the clip. Kind of interesting. Faye Dunaway about playing Joan Crawford. The book written by Christina Crawford was an act of revenge against her mother in, in most respects. Whether it was deserved or not, I, I don't argue. But you had an interesting problem in that because you had to play Joan Crawford from a script that uh, was very unkind to her. It was, by definition, an exploitation novel, the first of its kind, and by definition, an exploitation movie. And it was never modulated directorially. I'm sorry to say, it it became camp. It wasn't brought into a vision that said, look, let's really talk about who these two people were. You know, only God will ever know what passed between them. And in many ways, I think it was the inevitable tragedy that comes when from a child of want, which is what Crawford was, and a child of plenty, which is what the little blonde girl was. You've said that you spent a month in bed after. At least, yeah. Was that tough? Huh? Well, yeah, it was a real nightmare, you know. I used to wake up at three in the morning like that. I hadn't realized it would be so difficult. And you paid a price for it in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. There were people who resented the fact that you had taken it on. Huh? I think the greater price I've played is that, for better or worse, the work you do contributes to your persona. I feel uncomfortable with the persona that is out there as a result of the Crawford picture. I want to know how her life changed after that. I mean, I'm sure if you're into film and you're a zenial generation, you've seen Mommy Dearest. I mean, just hearing her talk there brings up a lot of emotions. Faye Dunaway, just kind of the trauma of that movie. So, man, I feel like like if Faye Dunaway were to walk into my house right now, I'd be really scared of her. (laughs) Just based on her performance in that film. March 27th, 1963, Quentin Tarantino, actor-director. 
Quentin Tarantino is an American filmmaker, screenwriter, and actor. Y'all know him. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Django Unchained with my baby Leo, where he really cut his hand and then smacked the lady in the face and she was horrified and the scream was real. After I learned that about the film, I haven't seen that scene. God, I just watched that clip. It's really... I don't know what to say. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. Tarantino will be 57 on the 27th of March. Oh yeah, this is pretty darn interesting. I'm actually writing a full episode on Mariah Carey, of all people. Super interesting life. Her sister, Allison Carey, has a birthday. March 27th, 1970. She's going to be 50. She struggled with heroin abuse, this and that. Had a pretty tough life. Here's an interesting clip. Mariah Carey's sister, Allison. My relationship with my sister uh, was closer uh, a while, several years ago, than it is now. There was uh, a close family member involved in a satanic cult. Used to force me to to attend certain rituals. There were a lot of things that I witnessed that, you know, were like secrets that you wish you didn't have to hold on to. People would be wearing black robes with hoods, you know, so you couldn't see their faces. And uh, they'd be walking in a line chanting the, the usual things that uh, satanic uh, cults do, like drink blood. They do that. I did um, suffer uh, sexual abuse during those rituals. Um, there, some of those satanic holidays, um, they always will be involved with uh, um, sex, sexual abuse with children, uh, forcing children to have sex with adults, uh, adults having sex with other adults. Uh, so all kinds of stuff going on that really shouldn't be, and it shouldn't be something that children are forced to watch. Okay. Last birthday, March 29th, 1968. She's going to be 52. Lucy Lawless, the actress in Xena. One of the gayest things I've ever done, and I have done a lot of gay things, as I'm a queer person. Went to a Xena convention. Spent all day there. Pictures, got this and that, that and this. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Let's just keep it going. Gotta keep going. Death and bad news section. Quickly, here's the song. I did not write it. It was public domain on the internet. Okay, death and bad news. Let's just do it. We gotta do it. Let's just... The only way out is through. David Roback was an American guitarist, songwriter, and producer, best known as the founding member of the duo Mazzy Star. 
According to The Guardian, Roback's songwriting and guitar work has been highly influential. Most strikingly, on a Lana Del Rey album, Born to Die. You could clearly detect Mazzy Star's shadow on Lana Del Rey's album, Born to Die, a more explicit examination of the L.A. darkness that has always lurked somewhere in Mazzy Star's sound. Mmm, yeah, well said. So he passed. Robeck died in L.A. on February 24th, 2020. Cancer. Boy, I remember when Lana Del Rey hit. It was huge in L.A. She was playing the cemetery. Mazzy Star played the cemetery. Oh, yeah. Man. L.A., there was great times. It was a great time to be in L.A. for the time I was there. Okay, one more story. And then we'll get out of this death and just the show pretty much over and go back to life. Shannon Doherty announces that her cancer's back, y'all. Stage four. She says she's, quote, petrified. Okay, yes, the show's over. What we're watching and doing. God. Okay, yes. Y'all, this is actually very, very exciting. Okay, I'm recording this on Sunday, March 8th. Tomorrow, Monday, March 9th, Corey Feldman's documentary drops called The Rape of Two Corys. I could go on and on. I'm just going to stick to the meat and the potatoes. The doc drops tomorrow. He says he's naming six names of people who are involved in uh, pedophilia, child trafficking, this kind of thing in Hollywood, which is what Feldman is trying to bring to light. He said he's naming one name so huge that it's going to be Harvey Weinstein-type wave. I will not name names. I have a guess. It's either this person or this person, the name he's going to drop. So you have to pay 20 bucks to watch the doc because Netflix dropped it because it's too risky. Corey Feldman said, quote, Netflix was too scared to release his doc. So if you're close to me, you know what two names I'm thinking. And I'll be honest after the doc comes out if I was right or not. So yeah, I'll be watching Twitter for free, not $20 doc. But I know I'm going to end up seeing the documentary. I've been waiting for this documentary for years. Corey Feldman's been going on and on about this documentary for years, and it's going to drop tomorrow. We have Weinstein sentencing this week. All right, let's just move on. What have I been watching and doing? Oh, yes, Map to the Stars movie. It's almost like you're walking around in life, and you're like, ho-hum, and then you meet the love of your life. It's like I was just minding my own business, sitting in my room. I was like, let me just put on this movie. And it like rocked my world. It like came out of nowhere. Map to the Stars is a 2014 internationally co-produced satirical drama film directed by David Cronenberg, starring Julianne Moore, Mia Wasikowska. Mia Wasikowska. Did I say that right? I, I don't know. I can't. I just don't have the energy. Wasikowska, John Cusack, 
Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Olivia Williams, Sarah somebody, and somebody else. Evan Bird. Evan Bird, yes. Okay. So definitely check out Map to the Stars. What else? Just been working on music mostly. And sleeping. Oh, yeah. French film, The Piano Teacher. Been watching that. Or having it on in the background. Um, Speaking of French film, I'm taking myself out on a date. The town I live in has a couple little theaters. and It's cool. L.A. used to have those little artsy theaters. And we used to go all the time. And they're here, too. 2019 French historical drama film written and directed by Celine Siama God, I can't pronounce anything Celine Siama That's great (laughs) I'll just make the internet say it for me Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a 2019 French historical drama film written and directed by Celine Siama Star. <laughs> oh man, I'm making myself laugh. Starring. Noémie Merlin. And. Adèle Haenel. Set in France in the late 18th century, the film tells a story of a forbidden affair between an aristocrat and a painter commissioned to paint her portrait. Announcements. Join our fan club. There's no, uh. Patreon tiers, there's no levels, it's just you're either in or out. Shoutouts. I know y'all are out there, you're all over the world. Isn't that special? Go to monoono.com, M-O-N-O-O-N-N-O. Bye-bye.